Genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King, one beautiful smile at a time. I'm Norman Mitchell. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And joining us again today are Rick and Julia Ingham from Mad Max and Waterworld Minute. Uh Uh-huh. Hello. 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 Hey. I bid thee welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Today... We're talking about minute 198, which starts with Aragorn shouting up at the Black Gate, the Lord of the Black Land come forth, let justice be done upon him. Mm-hmm. And it ends with uh, Legolas staring in revulsion at, uh, well, the Just newest member of the cast. Staring. Um, <laughs> I never thought this day would come. We have we have finally <laughs> arrived at the the mouth of Sauron. So my so first, long in the, the first, I know, I know. The first note I have, the first thing I want to say is what there are times where Vigo Mortensen's delivery of a line feels very out of place, accent wise. <laughs> this is one of those times. It's kind of all over the place. It's like if this this was filmed very early in production. I don't know if they redubbed or re ADR'd this line, but it sounds very I don't Scottish. It's like the lard of the black land come forth. Yeah. <laughs> Is that his natural accent? A Scottish accent? No, he's um isn't he Danish? Or... Yeah, I think he he's from he's from that part of Europe somewhere, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. Vigo Mortensen maybe... sounds pretty Norwegian. It's hard to do an accent when you're trying to yell. So I thought maybe that's why his his natural accent slipped out, but no. Maybe. I mean, it no, could be some no. blend of his natural accent. It just came, comes across as sounding a bit Scottish to me. I, his vowels yeah. kind of sound similar, like when he's like, Legolas, you know? Yes. Like... Yeah, the Legolas <laughs> yell also is yeah. kind of weird. Yeah. I think he's just, when he's yelling, it just kind of gets away from him. Yeah, he's not sure what he's supposed to be doing. Uh-huh. The lard of the Black Land. I, um, I don't really, I don't know. I don't mind it. It's fine. Like, I know what he's trying to say. Yeah. It's just something that sticks out to me. Yeah. Especially because it's like right at the beginning of the minute. Yes. And then there's a nice. There are for sure. There are for sure orcs at the top of that ta- that gate that are like, did he just say the lard? Like, <laughs> is, is that what he said? Gosh, what a what a nerd. What a dream. <laughs> I do I do like that this is Aragorn. Let justice be done upon him. Uh-huh. He's just like, come on, come out and fight me. Just oh. And then there's a and nice. And then you have a French long... knight pop over and be like. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what happens here, right? There's a, there's a nice not. long pause, and then the gate opens just enough to let one guy out. <laughs> this pause is excruciating, and it seems to hit on everybody. And it's like, a, well, I guess they're not home. I guess we can just leave, maybe? Like, we tried? Good, good job? It's It's like a good 12 seconds. At least. Yeah. It's a very long pause. Just letting this all sink in. And then one horse, one rider on a horse comes out. Mm-hmm. And 
in the in the book, I guess it's described as the the creature the man was riding looked like a horse. Ooh. They thought it was a horse. So they're not sure what he's supposed to be riding. That's interesting. Either Actually, it's a horse a... twisted by Mordor so that it still looks like a horse, but it's a different creature entirely, mm-hmm. or some other kind of beastie. I love that idea because that's that's some of the concept behind the mouth of the mouth of Sauron's mouth is that it's twisted by the evil things he speaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I love that idea for his his mount. Yeah. Because it's also probably a kidnapped horse from Rohan that was shipped yeah. to Mordor. You can um when the horse kind of like swaggers out um, and then you see the the horse from behind you can kind of tell that it's got like blood on him or or something on the back so it's i don't know it reminds me of the horses that the ringwraiths are are riding yeah the nice like the close-ups of the horses from fellowship yeah yeah i love the helmet design of this guy so much oh my god i it's love this so guy. effective i just love everything about him <laughs> he's so good <laughs> what uh also uh this is what Rick and Julia wanted to be here for yes. because this guy is played yeah. by Bruce yes. Spence, who we were on minutes for with the gyrocopter yeah. for Mad Max too. <laughs> the gyrocopter pilot. So long ago. Yeah. So long yeah. ago. He's so amazing. He's just got okay. Bruce Spence, unaltered, has an amazing affectation to him and. The prost- the paint and prosthetics they were able to put on him, and then the visual effect that they applied to him for this movie just made it so much better. And I shared a video with Julia before we started. Uh, I think that was just cut from bonus content from the DVDs, where you have the designers talking about how when they heard that Peter Jackson had hired Bruce Spence, they were like, "Oh, we're getting the gyro captain!" Like they were all excited because they remembered him from Mad Max specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man, this this guy's design, everything about everything that goes into the mouth of Sauron is great. This banner bearer and Aemer are just like what the hell? Are so <laughs> not it's not even unimpressed. They're just like They're like uh... just freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on? The But this this helmet is so cool. Like him not having anywhere for eye slits or or a nose or like anywhere where you can see where he really has a nose. Like there's a trick to make it look flatter the way it's designed. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. I guess that the, the slits uh, on this helmet are, were set up in such a way that he could see through it, but you can't see into them at all. That's awesome. So yeah, he just probably a lot had of the, very reduced vision. Yeah. A lot of the behind the scenes talk that I watched said that no he couldn't see anything and the horse he was riding was very ornery that day mm. and so there's a behind the scenes shot of bruce spence sitting on this horse and the horse is just whipping its head around because it's so agitated and ill-tempered and poor bruce is there face caked with prosthetics and paint and he's like i'm just along for the ride <laughs> and he had a hard time hitting his mark yeah because he couldn't see the mark <laughs> yeah so there is, in the movie, there is one kind of close-up on the horse where he does kind of seem to be going off to the side. Mm-hmm. I think they kind of, they took the best that they had. Yeah, for sure. So the the Black Gate looks to be 
thicker than this horse is long. Yes. As the horse exits the gate. Mm -hmm. This is a very thick slab of stone. Well, yeah, because we didn't get a really good look at it um, in Two Towers. I think in Two Towers, it doesn't look quite this thick. It's probably just the way that they kind of had to digitally drop the horse in. Mm. They were trying to play with scale to make the gate look super imposing. Right. Because I think when it it comes out in uh, Two Towers, it doesn't look quite as thick as it does here. But yeah, he rides out. My Lord Sauron bids thee welcome. I love the way the line is delivered. Mm -hmm. And then just the the little head tilt and the big smile. And the big grin. Oh, it's amazing. It's, It's just so perfect for this like disingenuous smarmy voice of a dark evil lord oh my god it's so good i i love this scene so much and it just it was cut from the theatrical for time because they just abandoned the whole like extra mithril shirt thing but this is just one of those scenes from the book that i had always wanted to see in the movie i watched this scene from a cartoon that they made of the Lord of the Rings. And it is so much worse in the cartoon because for one, the mouth of Sauron has eyes that you can see and they're, they've got these awful red bands around them to make it so look so ridiculous. And the Aragorn in the cartoon is just instantly done with the mouth of Sauron. Like (laughs) get out of my way. We're going to fight in the, mouth of sauron in the cartoons like yeah but but like who are you and aragorn's like doesn't matter who i am get out of my way (laughs) (laughs) yeah because in the in the book the mouth of sauron has eyes like it's described as aragorn looking him directly in the eyes and stuff but this helmet design is awesome and i'm glad that they did this is the mouth of sauron in the rankin bass return of the king i think so just super briefly i don't remember that might have been the one i was watching the um i've got some other notes about this guy so of course uh, look at him he's magnificent yeah, he is absolutely <laughs> magnificent so the the mouth of sauron <laughs> the mouth of sauron is a descendant of uh of numenorian blood Ooh. uh he's one of the the black numenorians the numenorians that uh defected and became evil and moved to the south interesting uh and became a servant of sauron and his name no one knew knows what his name was or is like there's a note about his name having been lost and even him have, having forgotten it in his service to Sauron. Hmm. So he became just purely a vessel for Sauron's voice. That's kind of like <laughs> with Gollum not remembering his name. Yeah. It's just another servant uh, of evil that has been twisted to something beyond what he originally was. Something totally different. So if he is like a true vessel, then um, is is like the attitude Sauron's or is is like how do you think that works like I think if he's really if he was really like a true vessel this is this is so funny that he's just like my lord Sauron yeah but yeah the the incredibly just holier than thou attitude just the smarm Mm -hmm. is just excellent and Sauron has to be that way yeah that's true the the idea of the the prosthetic around his mouth is if this guy just spoke so much evil it cracked his skin and rotted his teeth whoa that's cool and there's all these runes on the helmet which uh people have been trying to translate for a long time and there are two lines for sure that people know it says uh which is 
uh, I am the voice of Sauron. I am the voice of Sauron. Hear him speak. And the other is some of this, uh, when it's translated, spells out uh, Lamen Gorthar, which is a Sindarin phrase, meaning voice, uh, voice of the abhorred dread. Oh. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. So some cool stuff there. Yeah. And more stuff. Like Richard Taylor talks about the design being supposed to be like incantations or a pact with Sauron to magnify this guy's power through his voice. Do you think that this helmet is um, like passed down from one one mouth to to another mouth when probably their time comes? All right. We got to measure your head. Nope, it doesn't fit. You can't be the next mouth. All right, moving on. <laughs> Got to fit perfectly. Or they just make. So it are these fit. guys mortal? Yeah, if if he's just, he's a a human. Okay. They're he's just, of um, Numenorean blood. They're just longer lived, like Aragorn, right? Yeah. If he's Numenorean. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. This guy is just a twisted human I, in the service of Sauron. I would have. I I think I always believed that the mouth of Sauron was sort of like. Not a zombie or a lich or anything like that, but some sort of cursed humanoid. Mm-hmm. He's alive, but he's also not really alive. Mm-hmm. Like he sits in a coffin or something like that until Sauron <laughs> needs to send him out for something. Well, that I mean, it makes sense because the wraiths are, are also like undead-ish mm-hmm. too. So I, right. know, I think... But they're only such through the the power of a ring. Yeah. Yeah. The the mouth of Sauron is not a wraith. He is wraith adjacent. Yes. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Wraith light. Yes. Diet wraith. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He doesn't taste exactly the same, but he's got less, less calories. And that's the important thing at the end of the day. Yeah. He's like the, he's the store brand diet knockoff. He's like two steps removed, but it's close. I don't know that. I don't know. He's not Dr. Pepper. He's Dr. Thunder. That's right. <laughs> he's not diet Mountain Dr. Dew. Thunder. He's Mountain Lightning. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. Have you seen the unaltered footage of Bruce Spence in this helmet? Uh, not in a while, but yeah, I've I've seen some of it where the mouth is about half the size as it wound up in the movie. Yeah. Like, it's not as impressive, but it's not nearly as terrifying as the test footage they did where they took Bruce Spence's mouth and turned it 90 degrees so it was a vertical mouth. Whoa. Yeah. Which is spooky. Yeah, that's just wrong. I, don't, I think that would have come across as too distracting. Yeah. This is like... Just like everything else that Peter Jackson wants to do with visuals, take it to the edge of reality and then just one baby step further. Mm. And it just, because if you're just watching this and not paying super close attention, you can tell there's something wrong about this guy's face, but because of the way the helmet is made, you might not realize until the close up that his mouth has been digitally upped in size. Yeah. Well, then, and then he smiles. 200%. They say uh, Richard Taylor says it's about twenty percent larger, but I think that that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, I I haven't done the math on it. But even like a like a ten percent increase in size makes in dimension makes the surface area way bigger. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know math is funny like that. It depends on which way you're talking about. Bruce Spence already has a massive mouth to begin with. 
<laughs> but like, I don't know. I think this this effect really works for me. Even the close up where you can kind of tell it's digitally enhanced is is fine. But like all the shots where it's not like super close, it's it looks really convincing. It just his teeth are so gross and they're so big. Mm -hmm. They're so like long and skinny. Uh, yeah. Julia, do those teeth remind you of anything? Uh, yeah, for sure. They remind me of Immortan Joe's mask, the horse teeth that they use. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh. Well, there you go. <laughs> He's got like little wings on his helmet too, this guy. Yeah. Up at the top. It's the best. With a little cloak hanging down around his head. This is another milestone where I'm like, oh God, we're never going to get here. It's like, we got to the mouth of sorrow. <laughs> yeah. We're here. What, halfway through minute 198. Yeah. Three, uh, and three hours and 18 minutes into the movie. Uh -huh. I love how cordial the mouth of Sauron is. He, He's not like immediate. It's not like he's there right at the door when they arrive. It takes him a little time to get ready, but he walks out and he's very, you know, my master bid thee, bids thee welcome. And then he has a nice smile to offer them. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> if, if Mordor was the kind of place that would have this sort of thing, you could almost imagine him coming out with a gift basket. <laughs> like here here's some tiny bottles and some sundry snacks and things uh you know some cheese and crackers if you will here's your eight ounce sun kissed and some snacks yeah. <laughs> i mean he did he did not come empty-handed but i don't want to get ahead of ourselves for later yeah. minutes this week mm -hmm. this is just like the bellhop in hell just <laughs> <laughs> hell i mean hop. at the end of the day it's good yes. instruction for how to greet someone formally yeah. You know, if you have social anxiety and you're worried about meeting someone new, just, you know, walk right up to someone and say, you know, my master bids thee welcome and then give them a nice smile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course. He has good manners. He does. Incredibly good manners. Aragorn doesn't have good manners. But you can just, you can just see in what of his face you can see that he doesn't mean it. No, it is yep. the best. It's so good. It's just like, I'm going to cloak myself in the pleasantries of what uh, what the men of the West do to try to protect would be myself. Of me. Yeah. What would be expected of me in your court, hopefully to keep me alive <laughs> and serve my master. Big smile. Just going to mug for the camera a little bit. So this guy definitely speaks every language ever, right? Yeah, definitely. I would imagine so. <laughs> just been imbued by Sauron to do so. Like I, in my brain, like the way I imagine this conversation uh, in a, in a meta sense is that when the mouth speaks, everyone hears him in the language that they're native to. Mm. And it's just like a babblefish. Yeah. But it's just, and it's just off. Oh, that's so spooky. That's awesome. That is so, that's spooky. how I imagine this working. I like that. And it's because he is. And I imagine that he's actually speaking in black speech, but everyone hears their language, mm. which just makes it sound off-putting and wrong, that would... which would be part of why Legolas, Legolas is just, is just so, like, uh... what the hell? <laughs> yeah. I love Aragorn's expression, though. He's just like, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> not impressed. He is not impressed. It's like, <laughs> I, I said justice would be done upon you. This isn't a warrior. Yep. My gosh. If you wanted to make a meme where you had two versions of Aragorn and one was, eh, I don't know. And the other one was like, ah, that for sure. 
this would be the top image where mm-hmm. he's like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> and then you just have to find a nice shot of one of the moments where Aragorn kind of opens his eyes and leans towards someone <laughs> for the bottom. Yes. <laughs> you could find a few where he's just like, yes, that is exactly what we should do. Yeah. The Drake meme is very played out at this point. We need variations. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, there's so many different the ones. The Jordy LaForge one's my favorite. Yeah. The Jordy LaForge one is good. <laughs> but uh, I think that kind of kind of does it for today. Mm-hmm. We'll have a little bit more to talk about with this guy tomorrow, I think. And A little bit, he says. A little bit. Um, <laughs> if our listeners want to find some more Movies by Minutes podcasts on dueling genre, uh, you can head to the site and check out uh, podcasts like Harry Potter Minute, uh, Cornetto Minute just finished up, but you can find uh, all three podcasts that Scott was a part of, uh, all three Movies by Minutes ones, yeah. which were Spider-Man Minute and Back to the Future Minute and Cornetto Minute. Dude, okay, so it blows my mind that he got through six movies in the time that we have gotten through like- We haven't even finished three. Two and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's our fault for picking these movies. No, it, it 100% is. It's kind of my fault, I guess. <laughs> We should do Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, sure, that sounds fun. <laughs> I mean, it is because originally but... you were you wanted to do Harry Potter. I did, yeah. So did they? Yeah. Harry. Yeah, so <laughs> yep. Although in the time that it's taken us to go through four movies and you to go through two and a half, I think Gary and Victoria have only gone through the first two. Mm-hmm. Yes. Life happened to them because I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're all we're all in our own little cabinet of curiosities. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, you can check. So our listeners can go check out the rest of the movies by minutes catalog on Dueling Genre, and we'll be back tomorrow to keep talking about this friendly face. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.